Hello and welcome to Unbiased. I'm your host, Michael Hairston. I greatly appreciate you tuning in today. There are a lot of things vying for your attention and time, yet you chose to spend a few minutes listening to the words of wisdom and experience that I want to share today, and I do not take that for granted. So let's get into today's topic as we talk about things that can help empower your decisions and spark your conversation concerning personal finance. Uh, now with that, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, moving on then from college and making this transition. Um, shameless pun, but making a transition from college to the pros. So you know when you're you played ball for how many years? How how many years were you in the NFL before you made that transition? Uh, well, about five or six off and on, plus two years in the CFL. So you played professional football for a total of seven years. Mm -hmm. And then at what point did you realize, you know what, I need to make a, I need to make the transition and what sparked that train, that change for you making a transition from playing ball to getting into, uh, getting into the business world? Honestly, man, um, life as a free agent, bro, it just, you just waiting for something. You know, you're just sitting around waiting. You're just sitting around waiting. And you're just sitting around waiting. After being cut the first time in Kansas City, that did something. Then I just started, I, I bounced around a little bit. But I started to understand that um, I need to become in touch with who I am outside of this game. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Nice. Because uh, I was really lost. And... There was a point without football, all I had was money. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't really feel sufficient with just money. So my biggest priority, just like it was to become the best football player I could be, to just become the best person. You know what I'm saying? And that was that's where I started to kind of really struggle um, because I had to deal with things that I was putting off all my life. Um, I had to start to address thoughts that I danced around for a long time or that I could kind of just boost myself up around my profession. The transition for me was, um, all right, let's stop focusing on just how fast you can run, how strong you are, how good a shape you in. Let's just think about the mental state of it, how good you feeling. Um, do you know how to talk to people? You know what I'm saying? How do you network? I didn't know. I thought networking was just passing out numbers. You know what I'm saying? Giving and receiving business cards, but there's a little more to it. Um, so it's just, just, just learning life on a very holistic, organic level. Um, because a lot of rooms I walked in, it was like, hey, I'm Donald Washington for the Kansas City Chiefs. That ain't my identity though no more. You know how I am with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and that's for a reason though, because I have been trained to use my profession as a part of my identity for a long time. And, and I think in those settings, a lot of times people was missing out on who I truly was. I don't, I knew at some point I wasn't going to be able to just use football to walk indoors or to create opportunities. The trans like the transition started again with some failure being cut. I was like, all right, well, I I'll probably get picked up again. Then I got cut again. It was like, all right, well, if I don't get picked up again, what I'm gonna do? That's scary. I don't know. Then you get cut again, and now it's like, all right, what you gonna do? You, you know, but even in you being cut, 
uh, multiple times, which is, is very scary. Um, you know, granted, I'm not a professional athlete. I've never been in that world to be cut, and, but I've had some fortune of working with other professional athletes. And I've all heard the stories about, you know, that waiting period and what's it like and, you know, whether somebody calls you or not. But that's like in somebody that's working a nine to five to get fired. You know, okay, we live in a COVID environment right now where people are losing jobs left and right or they're working from home. And thank God if you are working from home, but some people are not fully employed or may not have a job. And that's a scary proposition when you just don't know what you're going to do. But, you know, one of the things that's was key about what you've been saying this whole time is about, you know, again, seizing the opportunities, looking inside, figuring out where you are, what ways can I personally grow? And then where can I find my passion points and then push forward with that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, as I've, you know, as I've gotten to know you, that's one of the things that's very, that comes across when I talk to you and when others talk to you, the energy you give when you sit into a room is about the passion that you have about where you are in life right now. And it's not about playing ball. It's about you growing, you developing, being holistic, but then sharing that on with other people, which that's really led you down this path of starting smooth transitions, which, Mm -hmm. you know, which you just recently started and um, with the whole point of continuing on that work. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about smooth transition then, Um, you know, what, what, what is for the audience? I know what smooth transitions is what for, for the audience explain smooth transition and what, what, why was this a passion point for you as you were making your transition from college ball, excuse me, from, from, from professional ball to the professional world and why you decided to, to, to start Smooth Transition? What's it about? Why you decided to, why you started to do it and et cetera? Um, honestly, man, um, I don't know if this is going to sound selfish, but the biggest thing, it was a way for me to be able to tell my own story. I knew my story was interesting. I always knew it was interesting. I always knew it was different. But I wanted to be able to tell it the way it really was and not somebody else's perspective of it. Um, and I wanted to give. Explain that a little bit more. When you say tell it the way that it was, like what, what, what do you mean when you say tell it the way that it Because I think a lot of times we skip over the, the bad stuff. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I talk about my failures just as much as I talk about my successes. Good. Um, because Good like I said, for me, that's where I learned that. And I think the people that I deal with, they learn from me being vulnerable, not me standing in front of them, sticking my chest out. I wanted to be able to talk about some of the darkest stuff, man, honestly. Um, didn't really want to have to filter it out or censor it out, because it's real. and You can't always filter out some of the struggles that we're going to go through in life. You got to go through it. And I think if somebody could feel and understand that somebody else already went through that, then you might help them out. So that's what I mean. I wanted to tell my story the way it really was. Like nobody, no, no, nobody better to tell my story than me. Man, that's a powerful point. And so with Smooth Transition, everything about Smooth Transition is everything about me. It's what I went through. It's what I struggled with. It's what I had success with. It's what I'm trying to overcome. And it's what I'm trying to be great at. And it's, it's giving it to people who are similar to me. And I think in that, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we are all human. So a lot of us, there's a lot of similarities in it. There, there very much are. And this controlling the story is very important. I, I, I like the way that you phrase that, which is to tell the failures as well as the successes. You know, there's a lot of emphasis in the world right now. If anybody's following on social media, you see a lot of successes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see a whole lot of successes. 
but not a lot that talks about the failures. And it's like, it's taboo to talk about failures. No, it's not. That's how you, as you said, so eloquently many times during this conversation, that's how you learn when you actually talk about the failures and are vulnerable enough to share those failures. So when you talk about sharing your story, who are you sharing your story with and how are you sharing your story with them? Well, I really, my target audience is, like I said, man, I'm from the inner city of Indianapolis. Uh, I grew up on welfare and food stamps. Uh, unfortunately, there's still a population. Um, so my target, first and foremost, is those who coming from where I came from. But outside of that, my reach is for anyone who wants to be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what life is. It's, it's all growth. It's a continuum. I learn from people younger than me. I learn from people older than me. So it's not about, it's not solely about demographics, um, but I just understand um, the need um, in certain communities. So to dive a little deeper, it's for young black males, ages 11 to 17. Now what, what prompted you to land with that group? Is it just more about identifying with them because of, because that's where you used to be versus where you are now? Or what, what, what stood out to you about that particular audience than anybody else? Um, when I think about middle school, high school age, um, young men, especially in middle school, I, I just, I feel like there's, it's a, almost a turning point where we're going left or right. It's, it's where you start to Right after elementary, you start picking friends, you start hanging out in different cliques, y'all kicking it a little more. There's a little more freedom. You can get involved in stuff after school and stuff. So it's that age group, I feel like they're vulnerable, but they're also very like ambitious and motivated. Like even the ones that don't have it are seeking structure or they're seeking, they're looking for some guidance. They want something that can help them clarify or kind of confirm some of the things that they have inside before they just truly like go away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think everybody grow up having dreams and what they want to do, but at some point we stop, we give that up. And I think it's within those years. So for this age group, Black males, 17, 11 to 17 year old, 11 to 17. Let's say 18. 18, let's say 11 to 18. So let's say middle school to high school. Mm -hmm. What are some things that Smooth Transition has been purposeful about doing and delivering to this audience and give the audience, give Unbiased Money Nation some examples and insight into how you've been able to touch these young men? Um, so like I said, for me, I think what helped me out of my circumstances was to identify what I wasn't and that helped me identify what I was. So it was big on like activities on just, you know, being your true self. What is your identity? You know what I'm saying? Who do you want to be? And then are you being that? So we big on that. And then like we talked about financial literacy. Um, I think mental health is kind of very trendy and popular right now. So we talk about mental health. It's the holistic part of growing up as a young man, whether it's sex education, financial literacy, building good habits, um, choosing your friends, all of it, man. Um, like I said, I had, where I grew up at, man, I had to make some changes. I had to, whether that be friends, decisions, all of that. So we give them the real, man. You know what I'm saying? Straight shot. So now you talk a lot, you being from Indy, 
Indianapolis, but obviously you're still here in Columbus. Well, not obvious. Let's let's make that point clear. He's still you're still here in Columbus, and you've had some success in both those markets dealing with young men in both those markets. How have they been receptive to the teaching that you brought? And then what type of training have you brought to them? Um, is there a dedicated training program or something that you kind of walk them through? And how receptive have they been to that? Well, I think the good thing for me is um, my background, my past, being an Ohio State Buckeye and playing in the NFL, that gets their attention. So I think their reception to me or somebody like me is a little bit different. It's being mindful of me having their attention and how to keep it. So it's I think a lot about when I was their age, um, what I needed. But most of the practice is is to empower them. So it's teaching them how to kind of dig a little deeper, find different efforts that, than what they're given. Maybe think about something that you've never think about or thought about, you know what I'm saying? Or try something that you've never tried. So it's it's more so about empowerment. This is not really, I mean, so I guess you can call it training, but it's more so teaching them how to do it themselves versus, you know, how to follow. That's nice. That's nice. Empowering the young generation by providing certain skills or life skills. Um, and it's, that, there, it's like, I look at mentoring like this. Um, I was, I remember talking to a guy and he said, uh, mentoring is like, you're on one side of a bridge and you got a kid on the other side of the bridge. They've never stepped out on this bridge, right? But all they know is a big distance between the two of you. And you could do one of two things. You could sit there on your side and scream at them and tell them, come over, talk about how easy it is. It ain't that bad, ain't nothing gonna happen. Or you can meet them out there on that bridge and grab their hand and help them come across. So that's what smooth transition is that bridge to help them to, to, to get out there and help them navigate life and move from what they think is possible to what is actually possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. Um, and then I got one other topic I want to talk to you about. Um, mm-hmm. So if you smooth transitions is up and operational, it's a, now you are a, a foundation, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So that means you have 501 C three status. So when you think about having a foundation, and let's project five years from now. Where do you see smooth transitions at five years from now? What is your vision for or things that you'd like to see smooth transition accomplish five years from now? I just want to see that if it's one or 1,000, that smooth transition upholds its mission, and that's to empower. I would want to say I would like to see smooth transition be a household name, but it is going to start with one person. So I think we're making changes, but it's like, at the end of the day, yeah, Smooth Transition is a foundation. Foundation. I'm kind of the founder. It's my small business, but it's not mine. It's not for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's for everybody else. It was me trying to implement my change to the world, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. So, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's my efforts to help uh, uplift people, man. So it's it ain't really too much. I ain't going to say it ain't much in it for me, but um, I think based on how much it's helping other people, that's how much it'll help me because that's what I built it for. Yeah, I got it. That's a good approach. I mean, you know, which is 
when you talk to a lot of business owners, and this is where I want to shift a little bit with you, because, you know, you've made the transition from being a high school athlete to a college athlete, from a college athlete to a pro track, to a professional athlete. Now you're making this transition to be a business owner and you're operating a small business. And, you know, one of the things that someone who is just now listening or, or was listening before they should have picked up from you is that you are a visionary. You know, you see things and you position yourself to move toward that. And even with smooth transition, you see that this is not about Donald Washington. It's not about one person. It's about empowering other people and having them take ownership of smooth transition to not just for themselves like you did, but to help others make the transition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that that's a, it's a vision from a different perspective because a lot of times we're taught that you need to have a vision that's all encompassing or all about yourself, but your vision is not that way. Your vision is, look, I'm just trying to help as many people as I possibly can, but I want those people to then go out and mentor and help other people mm-hmm. as well. And that's, that's another way of casting vision. And I, I, I thank you for sharing that. So, um, but the last piece I want to talk to you about then is this, this the last transition that you're currently in. And it's not a last transition, it's just where you currently are. It's like, now you're a small business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, you went from playing ball now to being a small business owner. So what's it been like running your own foundation and being a small business owner? And, uh, you know, some some of the good things that you that you that you experienced and maybe a couple of things that you're like, eh, not so much or I would do this. Different. Honestly, man, my my biggest thing is. Taking a lot of things away from what made me good in sports, honestly, um, in sports, man, probably one thing and I ain't gonna say probably, but a big thing about me was my work ethic. Anybody who's been around me, you know, I ain't going to get out work. I'm one of them dudes that tried to win every single sprint. You know what I'm saying? Tried to win every competition. Like, so that is just like, so in, in the business world, it's, I don't think nobody can outwork me. Um, that's not saying I got it all, but my drive is, uh, it's kind of unmatched. It's it, once I figured that like, Whatever, whether it's a challenge or a vision or an idea, like what's, I'm gonna get my all to it. So it's, um, that's my passion. I'm a passionate person. I think that's kind of what's, uh, I mean, that's just what I'm taking from sports to is my work ethic. It's my, it's my personality. Not only am I a leader, but I'm, I think I'm good with people. I can, I can talk to people. I can conversate. I can, I can spend time with just anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's the team building part or the networking part. The biggest thing though, bro, honestly, is me just being myself. Um, because I didn't feel like I could truly be myself as a professional athlete. I was trying to be something else. Being organic, man, that's, that's big for me. You know what I'm saying? To, um, to just kind of be who I truly am in every moment, whether I feel like crying, feel like laughing, you know what I'm saying? Got something to say, whatever that is. If I just want to be that, um, be present. So that's a big thing from business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at successful businesses, um, it's all about being organic and being who you are and don't deviate from who you are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, look at Tesla, for example. Uh, let's pick on that if you could. And not to steal, you know, the spotlight from you, but let's remove you and put in Tesla, Elon Musk. 
dude is different. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I mean, how, this guy is different, mm -hmm. but because he's, he realizes he's different and he embraces that different and he uses his different, different, this differentiality to spark different create creativity, different energy. Mm -hmm. People gravitate to that because he's mm -hmm. genuine. You know mm -hmm. what you're getting and being a business owner, um, you know, I think is that you have to be, and you just, I'm just echoing what you just said, which is an important lesson. You have to be organic. You have to be who you are. That's what people are getting into. People are making investments into your business because of you. Right. You know, not the, now in this day and age that we got now where products are being made just about any and everywhere. It's not about the product. I'm, I'm getting behind you and I'm connecting with you. So I think that that's a very powerful lesson and a very big takeaway for you being a small business owner. Um, let me ask you this then. So as a small business owner, we talked a lot about financial lessons and that you learned from being a professional athlete um, or experiences that you had on the business side being a professional athlete. What are two things that, that you have taken from that venture to this one? When I say that venture, being a professional athlete to now launching smooth transitions to two lessons, financial and a business one, that you want to make sure that you implement in this new venture so that you don't experience some of the things that you've experienced before as a professional athlete? Um, uh, consistency. Okay. And that's to just keep striving. It's like, in terms of um, finances and just the business world, it's to just not settle. Just like as an athlete, it's it's like you just always know you can improve. There's always room for more. It's like, uh, it's just that never settle, never quit mentality again. And it's, again, I think mostly everything that I learned about life was in sports. You know what I'm saying? Not to give up. Yeah, and I, and I think consistent efforts um, and energy, I think life knows when we're serious about something. And, it's, and it rewards us, like, the rewards don't come for what we, the ideas we talking about or the wishes we got. Like you can't cheat, you can't cheat it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the grind in sports. You know who's putting the work in in the gym. When the lights come on, everybody know who's putting the work in. You know what I'm saying? So it's having that same mentality in the real world is, if it's something you truly want, it's, you can't lie to yourself about it. You can't lie to life about it. So you can say what you're doing or whatever, but um, the energy that's being given, only you know that. So it's um, it's to it's that, man, because I know there's times where I, I think we all want a whole bunch of money, but are we all willing to do what a whole bunch of money going to require of us? Mm, good point. Is this understanding that? You know, you can't have a million dollar um dream with a ten dollar mentality and work ethic you know what i'm saying so you you got to stay realistic within your reach too and that's big so but the good thing for me is like i've had um i know that dreams come true i know that no matter how far outside of you it may seem that you can make it happen correct so i mean i was six seven years old a kid growing up in a little duplex in Indianapolis, parents fighting for everything we had. And I remember literally telling people I'm gonna go to the league and people laughing at me or, you know, whatever. So it's, 
Yeah. I, I just, like I said, I know dreams come true. So it's, um, it's what, what are you willing to give to it? So that's powerful right there. Like I said, having a dream in life or in finances is no different than having a dream to become a professional athlete. Yeah, man, that's, 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 that's real. Um, you, you, you preached that last three minutes. So I'm about to send you an offering when this is over with. Cause uh, <laughs> I know I mean, cause you, you said the key word, man, which is being consistent. You can have a million dollar dream, but if you got $10 effort, it's not going to happen. Right. It, and that's real because a lot of us want so many things in life. Um, but it's what effort are you going to put toward what it is that you like or what it is that you desire? And for even if I could, add on to what you just said, which is even though you put forth the effort, you can do your part, but you still got to grow in ways that are uncomfortable and pull information and receive information from other places that you may not know. And you got to leverage the other other people and, and et cetera, so that you can continue to reach your fullest dream. You didn't become a professional athlete just by you continuing to beat everybody that you ran across. No, you had to you had to subside, you know, you had to subject yourself to training. You had to subject yourself to coaching. You had to subject yourself to criticism. I thought about quitting. And you had to deal with the anxiety. So there's so many things you had to deal with along the way, but yet you chose to say, you know what, I'm going to be consistent and keep putting forth this effort to reach this. And you did. And that story is still consistent, even as a business owner, which is that, you know what, there'll be times where you feel like quitting times where it's not going to look good times when instead of it looking like you got a million dollars coming, you get, you get three bills and you in a negative, but mm -hmm. you stay consistent. So I want to commend you on sharing that advice with the rest of us and doing so in a very unbiased way. So thank you very much, Donald Washington, for joining our show and for sharing all the information that you did. And before I go, I want the, I want you to tell the audience about uh, smooth transition, the foundation, where can we find you? And how can we get behind you to support? We're on all social medias or most social medias, YouTube, Instagram, um, Twitter. Most active on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, what's the handle? Website. What's what's the handle uh, for Smooth Transition? The handle uh, is uh, Transition Smooth on Instagram. No, actually, it's Transition Smooth on Twitter. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Smooth Transition. The website, transitionsmooth.org um and just you know just whether the support is physical or just your energy and you know good thoughts for us it's um you know you can follow us on the website uh transitionsmove.org i don't know if i mentioned that volunteer work for future events want to do some camps um all about empowering people so even could be ideas that's really it but man just to follow us on um social media peek at the website here and there and Mike's a good resource as well. <laughs> I try to be. I, I try to be. I'm learning from you, man, which is to share my energy and to share my passion and share my share what I have with others. So um, I thank you for being a mentor to me, even though we we, we it may seem like it's the Mutual, other way man. around. It's it's Mutual. it's about relationship, you know. Uh, we're here to help one another. So uh, for those who do follow the website or go to the website or follow them on social media. Um, there's some activities that I know he's looking to probably try to get off the ground in 2021 and 2022, depending upon what happens with COVID and regulations. Um, so as Donald said, if you have ideas and you wish to share those, he's open to those. 
hey, be a resource, share those ideas. If you're in a community where you know that there's some young men, 17, 11 to 18, who need some help, reach out to him and let him know what community you're in and um, how he could potentially partner with you to make an impact with those children and uh, with not those children, but those young men in that area. Or if you don't, if you're not able to do that and you wish to make a donation, they do have a donation button that's available on Smooth Transition and a small donation. I mean, you know, $5 can go a long way um, for the foundation to have the resources to be able to pour into these young men, not just with education, but with other things that these young men might need, whether it's clothing, uh, food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So good organization to get behind and a good organization to invest in. So once again, Donald, I want to thank you, man. You were excellent. I appreciate your, your unbiased approach uh, to our conversation. And then you just your unbiased approach toward life, which is like, you know, no filters. Let me give it to you like it is so that you can be empowered so that you can make decisions that are best for you by learning by what I can pass on to you. So I thank you and God bless you very much, my brother. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Unbiased. I hope today's conversation empowered your decisions and sparked your conversation or maybe even sparked a different thought concerning your personal finances. And I greatly appreciate you again tuning in today. Feel free to reach out to me uh, via social media. My Twitter handle is Hairston, that's H-A-I-R-S-T-O-N underscore Mike. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Michael G. Hairston, MBA, or you can reach out to me via email at Michael at Alpha Financial, that's one word, dot com. Again, that's email is Michael at Alpha Financial dot com. Thank you very much, and I will look forward to speaking to you again soon.